0: Healing God's People with your host, Dennis Beard. Now, we've been talking about the Song of Moses. We talk about the Song of Songs. Uh, Solomon numbered 1,005 songs, 3,000 proverbs. The Song of Songs. We also see the Lord of Lords, King of Kings. And this we see that it refers to a work of God uh, that has been in operation for since the beginning of time. God manifesting Himself through His creation. When we see that Jesus said, "My Father worked before hitherto, and now I work." Well, He is the Father revealed. Now, the work of God is a strange work, bringing to pass His act is strange act. God is holy; He's not willing that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. Then they ask, "Well, then, why will people perish if God's not willing?" that any should perish, then why do people perish? Well, God gave the way, the truth, and the life in himself. God manifests in the flesh, gave us of his spirit, and all we have to do is obey. He provided the way to satisfy his holiness, his holy divine nature. And only ones that can can abide with God are those that have the same nature, being sons of God or daughters of God the ones that reject that, they will not be able to abide with the Lord and therefore judge themselves unworthy of eternal life. They will literally be cast into hell because of their own evil deeds that they did not have to do, convince the wicked of their ungodly deeds which have ungodly committed. This is because they will go to hell as transgressors trespassers that willing that in should perish also come to repentance because God created hell for the devil and his angels not for the people not for the creation of mankind therefore he tells us all through the Word of God what we must do in present light and then we go through dispensations and all of it reveals the Lord Jesus Christ in the volume of the book it's written in me I come to do thy will O God for a body thou hast prepared me. Now the body, Jesus Christ, manifests in the flesh. Who is God, manifest in the flesh. Sheen, justifying the spirit, seeing of angels, preached of the Gentiles, believing on the world, received of in the glory. God himself, First Timothy 3.16. But then he prepared himself a body. Now Jesus said it's expedient that I go away. Before if I go not away. The Holy Ghost, the Comforter, will not come. Why? Because Jesus is that Spirit, always has been that Spirit. He wasn't filled with the Holy Ghost. He is the Holy Ghost. He is the Spirit of God. Now, he made himself of no reputation, that is, laid aside his glory, so he could become a man. And the reason simply was because a man lost it. By one man's disobedience, sin came to the world, and death by sin, therefore by one man shall my servant make many righteous. So a man lost it. Only a man can redeem us back. And Jesus, had the Spirit of God, who created all things by him, for him, and for his good pleasure, then became that man, God himself, revealing his eternal name, the only revealed name of God, the blood name of God, the only salvation name of God, Jesus. Jehovah is salvation. My God has become my salvation. The Lord Jehovah is my redeemer. This is the true God and eternal life. So the son of God has come. Give us an understanding of him that is true. And we are in him that is true, even in his son. This is the only true God and eternal life. Little children, keep yourselves from idols. First John 520 and the epistle of John ends. Now, we see in Revelation 7, a sealing of the servants servants of God in their forehead. Now, to understand, to sing the song of Moses, that began when you first came out of Egypt, when you first came out of the world, and you called upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, invoking his name. You were born of the water and the spirit after you repented and you were baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. That is born of the water. But now you're born of the water and the spirit and then you receive the Holy Ghost born of the spirit. Now you're born again. You are newborn babies that desire the sincere mark of the word they may grow thereby. Growth is required. We're to grow up into him and in all things in Jesus Christ. Well, the next step is young uh, from the babies to little children. And we find that in the epistle of John, 1 John two twelve 12 through 14. I write unto you, little children, because your sins are forgiven for his namesake. You're born of the water and the spirit, but you've grown higher in glory. For you have known the father. Now that's the next step. Then, from there, we grow up to young men. I write unto you, young men, because the word of God is strong in you, and you've overcome the wicked one. And then the fathers. Now, the fathers, he said, I write unto you, fathers, because you've known him that's from the beginning. He says it again. I have written unto you, fathers, because you have known him that's from the beginning. That is progressive. I have written and I write. It's a progressive truth. That is, those that hear the voice of the Lord. It's coming and now is. That's progressive word. The path of the just is as a shining light that shineth more and more unto the perfect day. So we go from faith to faith, from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. And it's important that we know the face. God has shown forth his glory in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power might be of God, not of ourselves. The Lord is that spirit. That's the bottom line. Jesus is the spirit of God. He is the father. He is the word. He's the Holy Ghost. He is the son of God, the son of man. He is El Shaddai. He is the almighty God. He is the aloft through the Tav. He is all the attributes of God from A to Z. He's everything that God is in his dignity, power, in his kingdom, power, and might. He's all that God is. That's the doctrine of Christ. Christ is all. It's all that God is from A to Z. The aloft through the Tav in Hebrew, the alpha to the omega in Greek. There, but he became a man to redeem us that were under the law. So in the fullness of time, God sent forth his son made of a woman. That's how the word, who is the father of glory? Who is that spirit? One of the self-same spirit. Three that bear record in heaven, the father, word, and the Holy Ghost. These three are one, meaning they're the same. Their Greek word, heis, H-E-I-S. And... That word was made flesh and dwelt among us, tabernacled among us, and we beheld his glory. Well, the glory of God, his glory, as the only begotten of the Father, the only begotten God, the only begotten Son, the only begotten One, the unique, only, yakeed, solitary, unique, soul One, Never be another one like it. Never will be one before him or after him. The only begotten God. The only begotten son of God. The only begotten one. Full of grace and truth. No man has seen God at any time. The only begotten son. Monogonese you. The only begotten God. Monogonese theos. The only begotten one. That's the Yaquid in Hebrew. He has declared He hath declared him. He has manifested him. He has unveiled the Father, that we will plainly see the Father. Now, Jesus stated that in John 16. He said, I will no more speak to you in Proverbs, but I will show you plainly of the Father, plainly. Why did he speak in Proverbs? Because in him was hid all treasures of wisdom and knowledge. He spoke in Proverbs, so that those that did not have a pure heart and really sought God diligently diligently with all their heart would not see it, would not see God, would not understand the revelation of who Jesus is in his essence, in his intrinsic value that he is that spirit. The spirit has many offices, but it's still one spirit. So he made himself a body. And in the days of his flesh, he, the Son of God, was the light of the world. While I'm in the world, Jesus said, I'm the light of the world. Now it's expedient that I go, I go away. For if I go not away, the Holy Ghost, the Comforter, which he is, Jesus himself, he will not come. But if I go away, then I'll send the Comforter. In my name, Jesus. And he will lead you and guide you into not some truth, partial truth, not seen through a glass darkly now, as in the Pentecostal, in that Pentecostal reign of the Holy Ghost, but the tabernacle reign in the seventh uh, month, in Tishri, in that season. He said, uh, I'll lead you into all truth. The Holy Ghost will lead us into all truth. We'll grow up in him in all things all things of faith. Faith is the substance of things so far, the evidence of things not seen. So we find in the book of Hebrews that Jesus, in the volume of the book, it's written of him, I come to do thy will, O God. What come? The word came and was made flesh. Well, the word is the Father, yes. It's Emmanuel, God with us. It's the Father revealed. Jesus said, you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Now, that short circuits on many in the earthly realm with a natural mind, then being uh, unable to see the truth of who Jesus is, in his essence, in his glory, his dignity, his honor, that he is that spirit. So, the revelation of Jesus Christ, that God gave unto him to show unto his servants things, those are the things of faith, that is the testimony of Jesus and we'll see that in the word of God very soon here. That in Revelation 12, that seed of the woman, the woman is a time of travail. She being in travail, cried, travailing in pain to be delivered of a man child. But it was at a certain season, a certain time. It was a great wonder in heaven. A woman clothed with the son. Now, the son of righteousness is Jesus Christ. That's her clothing. As many has been baptized into Christ, have put on Christ. And they have seen their good works and glorify the Father Jesus in heaven. And under her feet was the moon. The moon was under her feet. Those are the lunations. Those are the feasts of the Lord. That's the divine appointments of God with man, his divine calendar of how he will deal with mankind. Those are according to the months, the moons, the lunations. And these are the feast of the Lord, whereby we eat the flesh of Jesus and drink his blood in the correct season of God, walking in the light as he is in the light in that present season and present truth. For a man shall live by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God and has to be in the present truth and the present season. So our man lives by every word that proceedeth. That's proceeding word, proceeding light out of the mouth of God. Then we have fellowship one with another. That's the blood flow. One mind, one accord speaking the same things. Then the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. If we walk out of that light, we get in a wrong season, like Judas Iscariot did. What happened? Well, he was going to force the kingdom of God. He thought for sure that when he betrayed Jesus, that he was going to force the Lord to set up his kingdom immediately in the earth. He had the money. And Jesus said, what thou doest, do it quickly. One of you will betray me tonight. And he that is that diffeth with me in the salt. And Jesus Iscariot did. Well, Jesus said, one of you will betray me. They said, is it I, Lord, is it I? They were all looking into themselves, introspection, they were searching their own hearts. But Jesus went out. And there, whenever he confided with the priest on how to betray Jesus, with a kiss, thinking for sure, that the Lord then would force, be forced to set up his kingdom in the earth. Now, of course, he went to the cross. And when Judas saw that he had betrayed the innocent blood, that he had missed this season, and the Antichrist, the son of perdition, the man of sin in the last days, will think to do the same things, think to change times and seasons, which God has put in his own power. And many will try to uh, affect the vision, the vision and the the things that God said He will do. In Daniel 11, the kings of the north coming against the king of the south, and many will try to literally uh, do and affect that vision, and will fail, just as Hitler did, kill six million Jews, and he had a uh, an idea that he would have a world utopia that he would rule the world in a one world kingdom and he failed but there will be one that will deceive all nations there will be one and a son of perdition a man of sin that beast the number of the beast is the number of a man and he will deceive the whole world and the christian at that point not only the Christians but everything that is called God or that is worshipped this this of perdition will come against he will only a God that his fathers knew not he will honor he will honor the God of forces he'll forecast his advices and prosper but there's an oath to the tribes of what will befall God's people in the last days not only national Israel but then spiritual Israel, the church of the living God as well. When we see in Habakkuk, or Habakkuk, in the third chapter, we find that in the ninth verse, the bow, thy bow, God's bow was made quite naked. According to what? According to the oath to the tribes, The oaths of the tribes, even thy word, Selah, rest. Thou didst cleave the earth with rivers. These are rivers of living waters. But at the same time, the devil will try to do the same thing and cast out evil like a flood. He's trying to do the same thing that Judas Iscariot did. God's going to do it with the rivers of living waters. Out of your belly shall flow these rivers of living waters. This he spake of the Holy Ghost, which was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. Why? Because when Jesus is glorified, he, the Lord Jesus Christ, will come to you. Jesus in you, Christ in you, the hope of glory, the quickening spirit, that man that's been made a quickening spirit. Somebody said, well, I've never heard that well 1 Corinthians 15:45 the first adam was made a living soul the second adam that last adam christ jesus that man was made a quickening spirit who is that 2 Corinthians 3:17 said the lord is that spirit capital s so that man that man christ jesus Jesus just said, he said in John 2, destroy this temple. In three days, I will raise it up. No man can raise up his own body except he be God. He stated, no man taketh my life from me. I have power to lay it down. I have power to receive it again. This I've received of my father. Well, in the days of his flesh, the law, even though God was manifest in that flesh, God himself, Jesus is that God. But yet the law was still there. The law of Moses, that literally is that ministration of death. It's holy. It's good. But being in the flesh, the weak flesh could not keep the law of Moses. So what the law could not do in that it was weak in the flesh, the flesh had uh, literally failed by by Adam's sin, and Moses was given the law that sin might appear exceeding sinful. And sin is not imputed where there is no law. But even though death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over them that had not sinned, after the similitude of Adam, who was a figure of him that was to come. Well, that law, by the works of the law, Israel went about to establish their own righteousness by keeping of that law. And they had a zeal for God, but not according to wisdom. And by the works of the law, no flesh should be saved. Something had to come, something had to be done. A man lost it. Only a man can redeem us back. Well, God looked for a man. He was amazed he could find none. Therefore, his own arm, his own flesh brought salvation to him, the Spirit. You'll find that in Isaiah 59, 16, Isaiah 63, 5, and Isaiah 53, 1. To whom hath the arm of the Lord been revealed? He will grow up as a tender plant. He will be wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace will be upon him. By his stripes we are healed. We all did him esteem him stricken, smitten of God, as his sheep is dumb before his shearers, though Jesus opened not his mouth, He will be the perfect, spotless, blameless sacrifice as a man. Flesh. That flesh that he was in had a propensity to sin, just like yours and mine. He was tempted at all points like as we are, yet without sin. But the captain of our salvation was made perfect through sufferings. And he, being tempted at all points like as we are, yet without sin, became the perfect, spotless, blameless Lamb of God and declared to be the Son of God through the Spirit by the resurrection from the dead. Now, after his death, burial, and resurrection, then that same Jesus whom you crucified, God hath made him, that man, both Lord and Christ, Lord Jehovah God Almighty, not Lord Junior, he went back to his former glory, the glory that he had put off and made himself of no reputation. That same glory, glorified with the Father's own self, he has taken back. And you'll see that in Acts 236. That same Jesus, that man whom you crucified, God hath made him both Lord, Jehovah God Almighty, and Christ the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God. Jesus stated that, that you destroy this temple, in three days I will raise it up. They said 46 years were they in building this temple, and you're going to raise it up in three days? Jesus spake of the temple of his body, that he would raise up his own body. To do that, he would prove that he is God. No man can raise up his own body except he be God. Now, Jesus, Judas says, carry it trying to establish that season of the kingdom, forced Jesus' hand there thinking that if they came to crucify him, that he would fight, that he would set up his kingdom right then. And when he saw his arrow, he went back 30 pieces of silver and gave it to the priest and went out and hanged himself and his bowels gushed out. And, of course, the priest said, this is blood money and cast into the field of Asadama. Well, this, this Antichrist in the last days will do the same thing. He will send in a flood. He will try to do his own rivers. He will try to do his own kingdom. He will come against all that is called God, or that is worship. Not only Christianity, Islam, Buddhism, everything else he will come against. And only he will be lifted up. No one will be able to stand against him. He will have power to overcome the saints for 42 months, time times they have, three and a half years and cast the truth to the ground. Now, he can't destroy the truth. he can cast it down, but he can't destroy it. But it'll be a time of great tribulation, be a time that it's going to separate those that are after money, hired Harling, versus the real saints of God, the people of God, and we're all called to be saints. Saints is one that is sanctified holy, both spirit, soul, and body. Sanctify yourself holy. How do you sanctify yourself? Through the truth. Thy word is truth. So the sealing of God will be through the truth, the word of God, and that's how we're sealed. After that, we have received the word of truth. You were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise until you received the promised possession. The same in progression, going from babies to little children to young men to fathers. Only the fathers in full grown will be sealed in Revelation 7. Now, as we look at Revelation 7, we're seeing that there's the tribes will be listed. And it's a different order to the tribes than what has been previously the battle order in Numbers ten. And there's a reason for that. And the oath to the tribes, what shall befall thy people in the last days, will be also the church of the living God, the spiritual Israel, as in Romans two, twenty eight and twenty nine. He is not a Jew that is one outwardly and that circumcision of the flesh, but he is a Jew that is one inwardly and in that circumcision of the heart in the spirit, whose praise is not of man but of God. That's the Jew. And Jesus said, Not all Israel is of Israel. And that uh, he talks about the election of grace. And blindness in part has happened to national Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles be come in, and then all Israel will be saved. Now, if you hadn't seen or heard that podcast, be sure and tune into that, the Israel of God. Now, what we're talking about here is the oak to the tribes, what shall befall thy people in the last days? And it is the Song of Moses. It is also the Song of songs, which is the Song of the Lamb. Ultimately, the song of the redeemed, which is alluded to in the song of songs of the song of Solomon, numbering 1,005 songs, 3,000 proverbs, the song of songs, which alludes to the king of kings and the Lord of lords. And it speaks of new words that are only used one time in that book, not anywhere else in the Word of God in the Old Testament because it's a new thing. We don't have any mention of God. We don't have any mention of the tabernacle furnishings or the tabernacle. We don't have any mention of the holy furniture. It only mentions uh, there the, the man and the woman, the Shalomite, and the song, which is Solomon's. It speaks of the love of God. It speaks of the love of God and what we were yet sinners. He loved us. It speaks of the same and alludes to the same as the book of the Revelation. And this secret that God will do. That he will do this secret thing, this great thing that is secreted. And it will be revealed to those will have the hidden manna. They will be given to eat the hidden manna. They will be given a white stone wherein is a new name written that only he knows that receives it. And that is this last day work. That's the reason why when the seven thunders in Revelation 10 uttered their voices, John was about to write. He said, do not write it, seal it up. Do not write it. What the voices of the seven thunders utter, do not write. Because it's going to be revealed by the Holy Ghost in the little book, the Bibliridion. The little book is the book of the revelation of Jesus Christ, the last book in the word of God. That book is the heartstrings of God. If you add anything to it, the plagues of this book will be added to you. If we take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, Our name will be taken out of the holy city and blotted out of the book of life. So it's very important that we are led of the Holy Ghost and walk softly before God that we do not offend in any area, but that we do the will of God coming unto perfection to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. So it's according to the oath to the tribes. And this is just exactly what Habakkuk said would happen in the third chapter, verse 9. And the oath to the tribes we're going to find in the Song of Moses in the Deuteronomy 32 and 33. And you'll notice it'll say, what will befall thy people in the last days? These days, same with Jacob in Genesis 49. Now, as we take a look at that, the battle order is going to change. Now, the battle order that's always been, always been out there for everyone to see is the first one, according to the stones of the breastplate of judgment. When you have the, in, in uh, uh, Exodus 28, these, uh, the high priest's garment. And it was on that breastplate of judgment, it gave an order. Now, on the shoulders of the high priest were two onyx stones, six tribes on one side, six tribes on the other side, according to the birth. So Reuben would be the firstborn, et cetera, all the way to Benjamin. And it would be in the order of birth, according to the birth, and held upon the shoulders of the high priest. The meaning to us, our great high priest, there's no respect of person. You're birthed into the kingdom of God, you're birthed. But then, according to the work, the work of the ministry, there's going to be different colored stones. It'll all be the, with engraving, engraving of an engraver. It is a ceiling all the way through. A ceiling on the birth, and that is the engraving of an engraver. And The engraving of a signet, a sign, a law of signet, s-i-g-n, a law of. That signet is what you seal with, a signet ring. That's your sealing. The sealing of the servants of God in Revelation seven, and the apocalyptic sealing, is essential for salvation for us to go on to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Jesus Christ. Without it, we will fail. But God will enable through his own sealing of his servants in their foreheads, the mind of Christ, and they will not be deceived. And that's the reason why this engraving is an engraving of a signet. And it refers to the cherubim of glory. But they engraved upon the walls and carved into the walls of, of the walls of cedar. This is the cedar work. The cedar work is a deep work. You have to dig deep and found that rock. That's a truth in Christ of the cedar work. You see that in Zephaniah too. God will uncover the cedar work. And in that cedar work, there is an engraving. Matter of fact, in 1 Kings 6, he talks about these cherubim of glory. They're made of olive trees. And these are the two olive trees that you see in the two witnesses, which is the body of Christ and the spirit of God that you see in Revelation 11. Now, if you hadn't heard that podcast, take a look up on the two witnesses, the two candlesticks, the two olive trees there of Revelation 11 in the podcast. These are the two olive trees, which are the cherubim of glory, which are in Revelation four and Revelation five, the living creatures. They are literally sealed. And you'll find that. in if you look at first Kings, and the sixth chapter, and it talks about engravings. As a matter of fact, take a look at First Kings 6, and we find in verse 23 that they are the olive tree. These are the two witnesses. These are the ones that many denominations have missed so, so terribly bad that they think it's actually two human beings but it's a body of Christ that will cover the whole earth in the spirit of Elijah and in the spirit of Moses. That's the reason it said in, in Zechariah 4 the two sons of all, which are the two olive branches before the throne of God. And there's a huge bowl that the two sons of all, the two, Olive branches, empty out of themselves, golden oil, into a huge bowl. The bowl then has seven pipes going to the seven lamps of the candlestick, the church. In other words, they're the angels or the messengers to the seven churches. Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamos, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, Laodicea to the angels of the church at Ephesus, to the angel of the church at Ephesus, right. And then thus saith he that hath the seven stars in his right hand. That's the voice of the Lord. God is preparing those leaders, those angelic, they think that's angels, it's angelos, it's messengers that have the word of God. And these are the ones that will be preaching to the seven churches, not angels, not Gabriel, not Michael. These are ministering spirits for them who are heirs of salvation. They stand for the children of thy people. But the gospel is preached by by the body of Christ. These things the angels desire to look into. God has chosen the foolishness of preaching to save those that are lost. And he's first put in the church apostles, secondarily prophets, thirdly, teachers, etc. Now there it is the hierarchy of God in the order that he has chosen in his government. And the two witnesses of Revelation 11. They are the two olive trees and the two candlesticks, the church. But why does he say olive trees? Because they're going to empty out of themselves the golden oil, not beaten olive oil. The only way that can happen is for them to be all the way up to the throne room of God to get the golden oil which is throne room revelation in the throne room of God himself before the throne. And that's where you find the Zoe, the living creatures of revelation four and revelation five. Now the devil will try to do this. He will send out evil like a flood. God will have many rivers. You all that in Habakkuk, uh, through third chapter verse nine and et cetera, that, that God will have in the earth rivers, rivers of living rod of waters and through the body of Christ, the voice of a host, the voice of a multitude, the voice of the almighty God. They will all speak the same things in the Oracle of God. The living creatures, the Zoe are the ones sealed. Now that's important. Very important that who are the ones who are the servants of God that are sealed in revelation seven. Who are they? Well, we look at Exodus 28 on the high priest's garments, and we find that there are three different ceilings, three different engravings of an engraver, and it's an engraving of a signet. That signet is the signature ring of God of ownership. It's a sign putting his aloft on them. Well, they have to have the sun of righteousness. They have to have the moon and under their feet, the lunations, the feast of the Lord. And upon their head, a crown of 12 stars. Why? Because it'll be 12 uh, their tribes of Israel and 12,000 of each of the 12 tribes. Coming unto perfection. Twelve is the perfect government of God, government of God. The Son will have twelve lunations. The Son of God will have twelve apostles. They will have the twelve tribes of Israel. And this is the oath to the tribes. And she has under the woman the church. In Revelation twelve. The moon is under her feet, the feet of the gospel of Jesus Christ. She's clothed with the sun. What does that mean? The same that Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration was transfigured before Peter, James, and John. Peter, given the keys to the kingdom. John, the beloved disciple, which will be in the spirit of Elijah in the last days, just as John the Baptist for ran Jesus' first coming. So John, the body of Christ, the beloved disciple, as one man, the body of Christ being one man and one accord, will run in the spirit of Elijah before Jesus' second coming, the second advent. That's the reason John is told in Revelation 10, John, after you have eaten that book, and you have taken it out of the angel's hand and eaten all of it, not part of it, not partial light, not seen through a glass darkly. But then when that which is perfect has come, you're going to know even as you're known. You're going to see Jesus face to face, the same glory that Jesus is, you're going to have. And I'm not talking in the sweet by and by. I'm talking about in the work of the ministry unto a perfect man to the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ. To those that have an ear to hear, hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. And those, those that have the mind of Christ, those that are sealed with the engraving of an engraver of a signet, the signature ring of God, the seal of God will be in various glories, various growth states. The first one is according to birth. You can see it in Exodus 28, verse 9. You'll see that, that upon the shoulder of the high priest, the onyx stones, six uh, names uh, according to birth on one onyx stone, and six upon the other, the engraving of an engraver of a signet. There's that signature ring of God. You're going to see in Haggai too, the Feast Prophet, that Zerubbabel, you are my signet. So that means not only is God going to seal us, but that which is sealed is one with Him. Now, did you get that, Zerubbabel, you are my signet. Zerubbabel, those that were born in Babylon, come out of Babylon and be a separate. Mm-hmm. Zerubbabel, that is the one that will, along with Joshua, the son of Josedek, will be the two sons of oil in this olive trees of Zechariah 4 that will empty out of themselves golden oil. They've just emptied out what they already have. It's not their oil. They're emptying out of themselves golden oil, the oil of God the truth in the throne room, which is far greater than Pentecostal revelation. And they are the ones that empty out of themselves the golden oil into a bowl with seven pipes going to the church, the candlesticks. And at that time, when Zechariah is asked, Zachariah, do you know what this is? Those two olive branches, do you see it? He says, no, I don't know what they are. He said, this is the word, the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. And they're going to cry, bringing the capstone, the headstone, the final capstone, the finishing work. The first stone laid out of the quarry was that stone which the builders rejected. And that is Jesus. It's the first stone of the foundation. He is a preeminence in all things. He's the first begotten from the dead. He has a preeminence in all things. He's the first beginning of the creation of God in the new heaven, the new earth, in the body of Christ. But he's also the final last stone. He's the first and the last He is the beginning and the ending, which is, was, and is to come, the Almighty, Revelation 1.8. And it's Zerubbabel that will bring forth the headstone, capstone, final finishing stone, Jesus, the Christ, to that final capstone, headstone, crying grace, grace unto it. And God will lift up by his hand to heaven, not hands, hand, and swear, I live forever. That's the Lord Jesus Christ in his glory, honor as the father of glory. And we find at that time in Zechariah 3 that Joshua the ones that are called by the name of Jesus in the body of Christ, is before God Almighty. But Satan comes there to resist him. And Joshua has to have a change of raiment. He's a Pentecostal, but he's got to have a change. Joshua, Jehovah's salvation, the body of Christ called by his name, son of Josedek, Son of righteousness. They're sons of God. They're in the righteousness of God. Not of the of the law of their own righteousness, but the righteousness of God by faith. That is Joshua, the son of Josedek, the body of Christ in righteousness. That's attained only by faith. Because Paul said, I've suffered the loss of all things, new count of a don." That I might win Christ, not be found, not having my own righteousness, which is of the law, but the righteousness of God by faith. And that faith, we're going to see in Revelation 12, and we're going to take a look at Revelation 14, that it is the same 12,000 each of the 12 tribes in Revelation 7, the ceiling. Revelation 12, the testimony of Jesus, the spirit of prophecy, with Revelation 14. They have their father's name written in their forehead, which keep the commandments of God and have the faith, the faith of God. Well, wait a minute. Revelation 12 said they keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus. Revelation 14 says they keep the commandments of God and have the faith of God. Well, the testimony of Jesus is the faith that was once delivered to the saints And that's what we are contending for, that God is now giving to those that have an ear to hear. If those will simply ask God what is the present truth of the word, then God will will reveal this even to all of us that will receive the proceeding word of God and have the sealing of God in our forehead. Now that sealing is not according to birth that's the first one you see that in in exodus 28 according to the birth. well surely the newborn babes after they have received the word of god are sealed with that holy spirit of of promise until you receive the promised possession yes after you receive the word you're born again of water and the spirit but then you desire the sincere milk that you may grow thereby we've got to grow but then we go to little children We've known that he is the father, but that's them. Now we go to that breastplate of judgment. We have to do the will of God. All according to the birth are on onyx stones, to blanch, to make white. Jesus says, purge us, purge us from our sins. He's our propitiation, born of the water and the spirit, baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of our sins. We've received the gift of the Holy Ghost, born of the spirit, after we have repented, repentance, baptism in the name of Jesus Christ and receiving the Holy Ghost. But that's not all. There's three more feasts. Now becomes diversity. Well, there's no respect of persons with God, but there's different ministrations, but one spirit. And God has given the gift of this one after this matter. And after that, one according to the matter, according to the will of God, different ministrations, different ministries, but the self-same spirit. So every member in the body of Christ has a certain ministry that only they can do. And God, in his foreknowledge and election according to grace, has called each one for the body to be compacted together, whichever joint supplies the identifying itself in love unto a perfect man to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Jesus Christ, for the work of the ministry. And that's where we're we are currently in the preceding word of God that God is doing now. Now we go to what is the next sealing? Another engraving. An engraving of an engraver. The engraving is Jesus literally engraving us with his spirit, with his mind, with his purpose, in his present truth as he is in the light. Well, it's Diversity. The first stone we see there, that's Sardis. Well, that first stone, we find that order to the tribes, the battle order of the tribes. We go there to the east, and that tribe, over that batter, we find the line of the tribe of Judah. Judah, pray, celebrated. Well, the first row in that battle order, in Exodus 28, of the high priest's garment. Which we're called to be high priests until the Lord our God, kings and priests until the Lord our God, a royal priesthood, a living epistle, city set upon a hill that cannot be hid. We're all called for. We're the light of the world. We're all, if we've been born again of the water and the spirit, according to Acts 238, then we go to that next step. Now there's diversity, different color stones. And each stone will have a name written on it. And the Urim and the Tumim will be God himself as we grab a hold of God there and be ephodized with an ephod, ephodized with that girdle there, ephodized with the Holy Ghost, becoming one. He that's joined the Lord is one spirit. And that diversity upon the heart of God, on that high priest, our great high priest, is that. Breastplate of judgment. Now, that breastplate of judgment has four rows, six in each row. The four rows speak of the four faces of Jesus. It's none of us. It's the four faces of Jesus. And we know that because the living creatures in Revelation 4 and 5 are the cherubim, which are the four beasts before the throne of God, and they are the zoe, the living creatures. And those are the ones in Revelation 6 that are going to say, come and see. They're preaching the word. They're not angels. And we know that because Revelation 5 says, the four and 20 elders and the four beasts sing the new song of the redeemed. Angels are not redeemed. So the ones that sit back in their denominations and don't move forward. Will be backslidden. This, yes, that's what was said. God's doing a new thing. Those that haven't here will move into it with a new thing, with a new wine, and become new wineskins. The ones that do not will say, No, we're we're fine. We're grown staying old wineskins. God's doing a new thing. The Holy Ghost will try to put it in there, and the new wine will fail in them. Zechariah 9. It will fail. Why? Because they will not accept the oil of truth that God's doing in present proceeding word of God. Now, that breastplate of judgment will have four faces. Now, what is that face? In Genesis 3.24, after the fall of Adam, in Genesis 3.15, we have the first that God's speaking to the serpent says, now this is the way I'm going to make a provision for salvation because you've already blown it. By one man's disobedience, sin came to the world and death by sin. Now death reigns. They got some fig leaves and they tried of their own selves to cover themselves with what they had eaten of. And they try to take the leaves off of that to cover themselves with and fig leaves. That's another sermon in itself. And when they do, of course, they try to make provision by their own works, and that will not work. God tells them exactly how he's going to make a provision in Genesis 3.15. He tells the serpent, "Serpent, I'm going to put enmity or enemy between you and the woman, between that woman, that church, between your seed and her seed. Thou are going to bruise, you're going to bruise his your head, and thou are going to bruise His, not her heel, his heel. That speaks of the woman bringing forth a man child. That's the reason we find that the woman will be saved. Adam was not uh, deceived, but the woman being in the transgression was deceived. But she will be saved in childbearing if she continues in faith with modesty and all sobriety. Not that she has a natural childbirth and she's saved but the spiritual childbirth bringing forth Christ in you, Jesus in you. And that though the outward man perished, that inward man is renewed daily after Christ Jesus. So Paul said, I was crucified with Christ, and nevertheless I live. Yet not I, but Christ. Where does he live? Christ liveth in me. And the life I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Now, Jesus, we find there that, That first proto evangel is speaking of Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the HaMashiach. There we read on down, and he sits and places at the east end. East always in the Word of God is RMD, the work of the Holy Ghost. R100M40D4. Everything east, east wind, eastward in the Word of God is RMD, Greek. For 144, which is the work of the Holy Ghost, not us. We're standing in the power of his might. He is the Lord of our battles. He fights our battles. He's the God of battles. He's the man of war. Therefore, all we do is obey. We will simply obey the word of God and he will be victorious in and through us. Therefore, in Genesis three twenty four, he said, he placed at the east end of the garden of God, cherubim, capital C, speaks of deity. Capital C, not a small C, a capital C, cherubim, along with a flaming sword turning ever which way? And we know the flaming sword, The Word of God is as a two-edged sword, right, divided, dividing asunder of soul and spirit. Only the Word of God can do that. To keep the way of the tree of life. What's the way of the tree of life? Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. He's the way. It's to keep the way of the tree of life. Who's doing it? The cherubim and a flaming sword turning every which way. That's a capital C. Those are the cherubim. Jesus has four faces. Lion, man, ox, and eagle. There's four Gospels. The Gospel according to Matthew, Gospel according to Mark, Gospel according to Luke, and Gospel according to John. In the four faces, lion, man, ox, and eagle. We're going to see in Matthew, the Gospel according to Matthew, he is the lion of the tribe of Judah. In Mark, he is that perfect man. In Luke, he is that suffering servant, the ox. And in John, he is that eagle. Lion, man, ox, and eagle, that's Jesus. He makes the way. There's four rows. The standard on each one of those rows are a lion, man, ox, and eagle. How do we know that? Because on each row, the one there on that row, in that first row will be Judah, Issachar, Zebulun. But the standard there will be the lion, the lion of the tribe of Judah facing eastward in the camp, the battle order. Then we go to south, Reuben. Reuben, Simeon, Gad. What's the standard? A man. Then we go to uh, the west. Ephraim. And what do we see there? We see an ox. Ephraim, Manasseh, Benoni, or Benjamin. Benjamin. And then on the north, we see what? An eagle. Lion, man, ox, and eagle. And what do we see there? We see the lion, uh, uh, an eagle. Lion, man, ox, and eagle. An eagle to the north, or Dan. And first it was uh, their uh, a servant, and then an eagle later on. Now, why? Because those are the four rows— are the four standards in the face, the faces of Jesus. Why is that relevant? Because God has shown forth his glory in the face of Jesus Christ. Okay, everybody said, well, that's wonderful. He is God. Well, he's our example. He's the way, the truth, and the light. He's our elder brother. He is the one showing us the way, the truth, and the life through what he, as he lives. So are we to live as he did. Therefore, he is uh, the forerunner. The forerunner has already entered in and showed us the way, the truth, and the life, what we must do. Therefore, the four faces are the lion, man, ox, and eagle, and then we have that God has shown forth his glory in the face of Jesus Christ, 2 Corinthians 3. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power, the power of God, might be of God and not of ourselves. It's not us doing it. It's Christ in us doing it, in his four faces. These exceedingly great and precious promises given to us whereby we escape the corruption of the world through lust, that we might be made partakers of his divine nature, not ours, his holiness, without which no man will see the Lord. So therefore, now we have the earthen vessels where we have the excellency of the power in us. That we are changed. It says the Lord is that spirit. It reveals that the Lord Jesus is that spirit. 2 Corinthians 3.17. That's the bottom line. He is that spirit, not us. Capital S. That is cherubim, capital C. He is God that has been made man, made manifest in the flesh. That's a capital C, Genesis 3.24. But now he said, "Now we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power might be of gotten out of ourselves." So now we are to become as he walked, we walk. So we should be lion, man, ox, and eagle, and have the same appearance of that man Jesus coming out of the fire, because it's going to take the fire of the Holy Ghost to get us there. That's the reason that Ezekiel 1, it's going to say in Ezekiel 1.5, coming out of a fire folding itself. When Ezekiel sees visions of God, and it's in his 30th year, because the 30th year is when the high priest takes his office, and Ezekiel, the son of Buzi, is 30 years old. The priesthood is coming on board. He sees a fire folding itself, and coming out of that fire, Color of amber, the hottest fire there is, the appearance of a man. That man is Jesus. But we have this treasure in earthen and vessels. Now we're going to see there is a lion, man, ox, and eagle, not a capital cherubim, but small case cherubim, a little c. Why? Because in Ezekiel 1, Ezekiel 10, it's going to say these are the cherubim of glory that Ezekiel saw by the river Kibar. That's us, earthen vessels. But have the power of God, the excellency of the power in us, that it will bring forth Christ in you, the hope of glory for the work of the ministry, manifesting the Jesus ministry, this gospel of the kingdom, bring preached to all the world for a witness in all nations. And there we see that coming out of that fire, the appearance of a man. Well, where is Joshua, the son of Josedek? He's got to have a change of raiment. Where's he coming from? Zechariah 3. He's a brand plucked out of the fire. <laughs> the fire of the Holy Ghost. These strange, uh, uh, fiery trials of temptations. Count it all the joy when you fall into them. The temptations? Right. Though your faith be tried as by fire. We're going to be tried. God's going to find out what metal we're made of. That your faith be tried as by fire through these manifold temptations. Count it all joy. You fall in these temptations. Though your faith be tried as by fire. Why? That it may come forth as pure gold. You've got to empty out of yourselves the golden oil. That's not you, but Christ in you. That's your Zechariah 4. Olive branches emptying out of themselves the two olive branches, the two sons of oil, the golden oil, into the bowl that feeds the church. These are the angels to the seven churches, to those that have an ear. And that's the reason Joshua, the son of Josedek, must have a change of raiment. He's coming out of the Pentecostal raiment into the final last day. Glorious raiment clothed in righteousness. That is Joshua, the son of Josedek, son of righteousness. Jehovah knew the Lord our righteousness, that we are made the righteousness of God in him. Those are the only ones that are going to be sealed in Revelation 7. Now, we see there's four rows. Each of the standards, lion, man, ox, and eagle. Judah, Reuben, Ephraim, Dan. Dan to the north, the eagle over that. So we have Judah to the east. There's the lion. We have uh, Reuben to the south, man. Ephraim, west. There's the ox. Then uh, Dan to the north, and there we have the eagle. Lion, man, ox, and eagle. Jesus has already shown us that in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the four faces, the glory of Jesus. There as the cherubim, capital C. Now he expects us to walk in that same light. Now we're not God, never will be God. We're not the word, we'll never be the word. We will have Christ in us. We will have the word of God in us. We will stand in the power of his might, his kingdom, his honor, his glory. But that's not ours. He is, uh, he only hath immortality. We say, well, we've got immortality. It's not yours. The immortality is his. Who only hath immortality. The blessed and only potentate. Him only. Jesus only. That's the reason our crowns will be taken and cast before his feet. So, therefore, in the work of the ministry in the last days, God is sealing those now with the Word that will receive this, this proceeding Word of God, to those that have an ear to hear. Now, let's take a look. It's the oath to the tribes. Now we'll get into that in the next podcast, God willing, the Lord Jesus willing, and why the order of the tribe changes and is so a radical change in Revelation seven. From the oath there of the battle order, the battle order in uh, Exodus 28 in Numbers 10 is the lion, man, ox, and eagle, Reuben, Simeon, Gad. Uh, Or I'm sorry, Judah, Issachar, Zebulun, first row. Then Reuben, Simeon, Gad, second row. Ephraim, Nafsa, Benjamin, third row. Dan, Asher, and Naphtali, fourth row. That's the battle order. But it changes. Now, in every battle order, every battle you go through in life, it's given to you and does oath to the tribes what we shall do, what we should do. Somebody said, well, I don't understand. Well, let's take a look. In that first row, going out to the battle order, the first one goes Judah. It's to the east. Well, Judah is praised, celebrated, praise him. So no matter what warfare we're going in, regardless of what blessing, no matter what we're going through in trials and tribulation. The first thing that we do in all things, give in everything, give thanks unto God, for this is the will of God for you. In everything, give thanks. In all things, give thanks. That is Judah. Praise, praise him in all things. So regardless of what we're going through, we praise him. Now, sometimes that's hard. Might have been a death in the family. It might have been uh, trials and tribulations. It could have been anything of a tragedy. It could be wonderful blessings. But whatever the case is, the first thing we do is Judah is praising. The second thing is realize it's Issachar. Right after that praise, as Issachar had the understanding of the times, what Israel should do. It gives you through the praise, the next step, it gives you an understanding by praising him in all things then there's nothing that's going to shake your faith. It's Issachar. You have an understanding of the times. He'll give you the understanding. And Issachar means my heart, my reward, my buckler, my shield. He is. Not me. He is. He's our buckler. He's our shield. He's our heart. He's our reward. Not us. He is. So I give him praise regardless of what we're going through because all things work together for good. He didn't say all things are good. He said all things work together for good. To them that love God, to them that are called according to his purpose. So the first thing we do, no matter what, is every day, the first thing we do is we give him praise. Give him praise, honor, and glory that he made the heavens and the earth, and he has made us, and uh, not we ourselves. We give him glory. Give him praise, give him honor. Well, that's Judah. Then the next thing, why? Because he is our our buckler, our shield. He is our God. He is our reward. Then, then the next thing is we praise God. He's our heart. He's our reward. Then why? Because we dwell in God and he dwells in us. Then we go to the second row. We follow it up with Reuben. See your son. We're sons of God. Simeon, to hear and understand Gives us understanding in the, in the things that we're in and the knowledges of God. And what Gad? Yeah, a troop cometh. Well, a troop will overcome us at the first. Well, we'll over- overcome at the last. We'll get into the oath of the tribes in detail and see what it means for the total tribal order. Many different tribal orders going through the word of God. But Revelation 7 is the epoch of it all. The climax of it all. And then... So the second row is, see your son, uh, hear and understand, a group, uh, uh, a gad, a troop coming. Then Ephraim, we have double fruit. Then Manasseh, you know, I'm crucified the world, the world's crucified unto me through the Holy Ghost. I'm crucifying the flesh with the affections and the lust. And what does that bring forth? Benjamin, son of my right hand, made to set together in God in the heavenly places at the right hands where he set Jesus at the right hand, Dexios, not a physical right hand, not a man standing there at the right hand of God, but Dexios, not car, but Dexios, an elevation. I've elevated you. I have lifted you up. And Dexios, an elevation. And there, for our sakes, what he brought to usward, what he did for us when he set him at his own right hand, why? That we, are now made to set together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. There's your 4 and 20 seats and 4 and 20 elders. 4 and 20 seats is the priesthood in which we are those priests made to set together now in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, Ephesians 1. And then we go to the third row, Ephraim, double fruit, Manasseh, because we we'll are crucify the world, world and us, Benjamin, son of a right hand. Then we go to that last row, judge. We judge nothing for the time, but we give judgment to God. Why, Asher, happy and fortunate, blessed are we. Naphtali, my wrestling's because of the cross. No matter what we go through, there's a battle order. And God will fight our battles for us. We give him the praise, honor, and the glory. There, then he changes it. We have the change of it in Jacob. What will fall thy people in the last days? We see it in the Song of Moses. We'll get into that in Deuteronomy 32 and 33. But what it means in Revelation seven is a total different order, the highest order, the final order. And there we want to see that what is God doing now? If you see in Revelation seven, the number of them that are sealed are, and it says, seal seal the servants of our God in the forehead before the four winds blow to hurt the, the land, the sea and the trees. Now I heard the number of them that were sealed And he wrote it in Greek, 144, which will be an R-M-D in the English, is what you see, R-100, M-40, D-4, thousand. Thousands perfected glory. We must come unto perfection. Thousand is perfection in the Word of God. That's the reason why, after man fell, Adam fell, by one man's disobedience, sin came to the world, and death by sin, no man could live to be a thousand. Lamech, seven hundred seventy-seven. Adam, nine hundred thirty. Uh, uh, Methuselah, nine sixty-nine. Nine hundred sixty-nine years. Methuselah, after he dies, it shall be seen. But no one lived to a thousand. Why? Because that's perfected glory. That's a reason to get us there in the millennial reign. There will be one thousand years. That what Adam lost, that the Israel. Thereafter the flesh, the nation of Israel will will receive what Adam lost, will receive that unto a thousand years and have right to the tree of life. Not in the body of Christ. That's another message in itself. But they will by the promise to Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and Joseph in Genesis 12 that all nations of the earth will be blessed in the nation Israel. And that's a promise to Isaac. To, to Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, etc. That will fulfill it. Well, 1,000 is perfected. You'll see that in Song 8, the Canticles of Solomon. In a 1,005 songs, alluding to the Song of Songs, which is uh, will be the final song of the Lamb, and that is Solomon has a vineyard in Baal Haman, possessor of a multitude. Solomon you must have a thousand it alludes to the millennial reign in perfection you must have a thousand there will be a thousand year millennial reign thousand is perfected glory you've come to the perfecting perfection of glory not through your own righteousness but the righteousness of god by faith and obedience by obedience through obedience and grace reigns through righteousness and a righteousness is only obtained through obedience. Romans 6. There, Solomon, you must have that thousand. All the keepers of the vineyard, 200. Well, 200 is insufficiency. 200 in the Bible numerics is insufficient. I suppose 200 penny worth of bread is not sufficient to feed all of these, Jesus. Philip and Andrew said, 200 is insufficiency. But all the keepers of the vineyard, 200, 200 for the apostle, 200 for the prophet, 200 for the evangelist, 200 for the pastor, 200 for the teacher. All the keepers of the vineyard, the hand of God, will bring forth a thousand perfected glory. Well, there we have it. He gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the thousand. Well, here it is, A thousand perfected glory, not in the sweet by and by right now here in the earth and a full grown up unto Jesus in all things, all truth, body of Christ and their seal, the service of God in their forehead. Now we remember in Exodus 28, we were sealed with engraving of an engraver The engraving of a signet, there's the signature ring of God, for according to the birth on the shoulders of the high priest. Six six tribes on one shoulder, six tribes on the other on onyx stones, engraved in onyx stones. Onyx to blanch or to make white. However, in the breastplate of judgment, there were different colors, diversities. Each tribe will have a different order and a different thing to do. That is diversity in the body of Christ. Different ministrations, but the same spirit. Different ministries that we each have to do, find our call and do it. Not all are apostles, not all are prophets, not all are teachers, governments, helps. Whatever the Lord has called for in that body, the individual believer must Find out that for salvation. Doing the will of God, because it said those that do not do the will of God will not be able to enter into the kingdom of heaven. Matthew 7, not all that say to me, Lord, Lord, will be able to enter in, even though they're little children. They've been born again, and they know that Jesus is the Father, calling him Lord, Lord, but they didn't go on to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. They didn't do the will of God. They didn't seek God to find out, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it's God that worketh in you, both the willing to do, of his good pleasure. God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. That's not general faith. That is faith for you to do your individual calling, and what God's called you to do, he's enabled you to do, by dealt to every man the measure of faith. There's different. That what? Measure the metron of faith. To one is given this, to other one is given that, but to profit with all in the body of Christ. So everyone will have a will to do of God in their life. And the ones that do not do it, even though they call him Lord, Lord, will not be able to enter in because you did not do the will of God. Then they will profess unto Jesus, Lord, we have done many wonderful works in your name. We prophesied in your name. We cast out devils in your name. And Jesus said, I never knew you. Mm, I never knew you. Depart from me, you that work iniquity, for I never knew you. For you did not do the will of God. You didn't do the will of the Father. That is essential. Well, that's the breastplate of judgment. They're different colors. Different works, administrations. Well, it's also an engraving of an engraver according to the work according to the tribes. And that is the young men. I write to you young men because the word of God is strong in you and you've overcome the wicked one. You've done the will of God. How do you know to do the will of God? Well, Romans 12, 1, I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, you present your bodies, a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed. By the renewing of your mind, why? That you may prove what is that good and acceptable will of God is for you. The perfect will of God is for you is only through the word of God and you literally crucifying the flesh with the affections and the lust. Then you know the will of God and you do it. Well, that's an engraving of an engraver now on the breastplate of Judgment. Is that the final sealing? No. <laughs> Even after you've done the will of God, after you, that, you have, we've had need of patience. that after you've done a will of God, you receive a full reward. What is that now? Now it is to know the work of God, the work of the ministry. And that is the mind of Christ. There we see in Exodus 28, then there's another engraving of an engraver The engraving of a signet, there's a signature ring again, the signature sealing of the King Jesus upon us, which is the mitre. And it will have upon a golden plate, holiness unto the Lord. What does that mean? It means that you have the mind of Christ and you be you holy, even as he is holy. You have done the will of God. You have literally crucified your flesh with the affections and the lusts. Now, he's going to give you the hidden manna. He can trust you. He'll give you a white stone wherein is a new name written that only he knows that receives it. Well, I'm going to give this oil out to others. No, you can't. You see, there's five wise, five foolish virgins. These 10 virgins, five wise, five foolish. The only difference, they're all virgins. They're all living for God. They all go out to meet him. They all trim their lamp. Behold, the bridegroom cometh. But the five wise had oil in their lamps. The lamp is the light. The word is a lamp under my feet. The oil is the truth of the word that you have. The Holy Ghost is the fire that lights it. But the five wise had oil in their lamps. The five foolish, their lamps went out. They couldn't handle the new wine, the new thing, the new wineskin, and it failed in them. When it did, they went to the wise and said, give us of your oil. They said, no, we can't. You don't understand. It's to him only. The white stone is that new name that only he knows that receives it. They can't pull it off of somebody else. It has to come directly from God. It can't come from your fellow fellow Christian, your fellow your fellow pastor, your fellow friend, your your fellow sister or brother in Christ. It's got to come directly from the Holy Ghost. Can't give you their oil. It's their truth, what they've been called to do. You've got to do your ministry, your will, your calling. Somebody said, well, I couldn't understand. If they had extra oil, why'd they give it to me? They don't have extra oil. That's just it, unless they have not enough. They're doing their will, their call from God Almighty, the Holy Ghost. Christ sent them. You have to find, I have to find, my own calling, and I must have that oil. And I can't get it from some, it's got to be directly from God. Well, there is that mitre. And then it's tied with two ribbons of blue. That's the heavenly. The mind of Christ. It's held there on a gold plate. Written, holiness unto the Lord. That's Josedek, Joshua, son of Joseph, righteousness. Holiness. That's the mind of Christ. Who are they? They're their fathers. They're the only ones that's going to be sealed in that forehead. It's an engraving of an engraver. The engraving of a signet. There's that signature rig again. But Zerubbabel. Now we'll get to that in a minute. While we close, that is the mind of Christ. That's the final sealing in Revelation seven. That's the apocalyptic sealing of the servants of God in their forehead. And I heard the number of them that were sealed, 144 RMD, 1,000 perfected glory, holiness, righteousness. They've come out of the fire, and now they are the chirping living creatures that's going to preach this everlasting gospel to all the world, for a witness unto all nations. Look at what you're called for. A high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Well, Take a look at Revelation 7, and the number of them that were sealed were a hundred and forty-four thousand. And then we'll go into the order of the tribes next podcast and why he changes the order. Notice that in verse nine, he makes the provision and the sealing according to the signet. This the signet, the sign aloft of. The sign is the beacon. It's the light. It is the the shining light of the gospel of the glory of God in and through the body of Christ, with the mind of Christ, holiness to the Lord, not just according to birth, not according just to the work, but according to what? Right to you fathers because you've known him that's from the beginning. Him that's from the beginning? Yes, who is him that's from the beginning? It's the word of God. That's the son of man revelation, the kingdom office that you are in. He's the head. You are the body of the Christ. And that is what? That is in 1 John 2, 12 through 14, actually, verse 13, 14. I write unto you, fathers, because you have known him that's from the beginning. I have written unto you, fathers, because you have known him that's from the beginning. Him that's from the beginning. In the beginning was the word. The word with God, the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him. And without him was anything made that was made. That is the word of God. Not only do they know the eyes behind the revelation of Jesus in all that he's done before, but eyes before and behind. Before, those are the things that's going to happen. They will know those things uh, coming upon the face of the earth to try the earth. That's the reason it is so essential to have the sealing of God in their foreheads, uh, and they are the perfected ones, 1,000, 12,000 each of the 12 tribes is a perfect government of God going forth. And the order of the tribes we're going to see in Revelation 14 are the same ones of the 144,000 having their father's name written in their forehead, the same exact ones, not a different batch, not a different group. Now, 144,000, RMD, 1,000, RMD, 144 is 12 squared. It's the work of the Holy Ghost. East, eastward, uh, they're in the garden of God, which is the work of the Holy Ghost. 12 squared, only through God. It's a perfect governor of God manifest in the earth, 12 times 12. And that is 1,000 perfected glory. These have reached it. These have crucified the flesh with affection and lust, done the will of God, and are now accounted worthy for that new thing, for that sealing. Not only will they be able to stand, but they will proclaim this everlasting gospel unto all the world for witness unto all nations, and then the end will come. These are the ones that their light will shine as a city set upon a hill that cannot be hid. Living epistles, Christ in them, the hope of glory. You'll see here, They're sealed. And then then verse 9, they are the ones now that are coming forth. And it says, and after this, I beheld a great multitude, which no man could number, of all nations, kindreds, people's tongues, and stood before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed with robes and palms in their hands, palms, uh, tabernacles, victory. And crowd with a loud voice, Salvation to our God, which said upon the throne unto the Lamb, which is the Lamb. And all the people stood round about the throne. There's only one throne in heaven. The Lamb is it, which is the Father. And about the elders and four beasts and fell upon before the throne on their faces and worshiped God. Why? Because their faces was not their face. It's the excellency of the, of the power of God in them. Saying, Amen. Watch it. Seven things. Blessing, glory, wisdom, thanksgiving, honor, power, and might. Seventh thing, be unto our God forever and ever. Amen. They came out of great tribulation. These are the ones that literally did not worship the beast nor his image, neither took their mark in their forehead or in their right hand. They lived with rank with Christ. Now, who are these 144,000? The same as a multitude. Who are they? We take a look at Revelation 14 as we close. I beheld and lo, a lamb stood on the Mount Zion and with him a hundred and forty four thousand perfected glory in the body of Christ. Thousand perfected perfection. Having his father's name written where? Well, that's the sign that is the engraving of a signet of that engraving of an engraver, that's the sealing of God, which is the Father's name written in their forehead. What's the Father's name? The whole name, the whole body of Christ. In heaven and in earth is named that name. That's the Father's name, Jesus. He is the Father. It's the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. They have the Father's name written in their foreheads. Now watch this. And I heard a voice from heaven and a voice of many waters. That's a voice of God in and through the body of Christ as a voice of a great thunder. And I heard the voice of harpers harping with their harp. That means that your heart is one in one accord in harmony with God. And they sung as it were a new song before the throne and before the four beasts and elders and no man could learn that song. You can't sing that song except you've lived it, except you have literally not only lived it, but sealed in it. And no, learn that song. Can't take somebody else's oil. You can't take somebody else's. Call that they've got and apply it to you. You got to be one of the five wise virgins. And they, no man could learn that song. But the 144,000, which were redeemed from the earth. That's the redeemed, the ecclesia, the elect of God, the church of the living God. Who are they? These are they which were not defiled women, for they are virgins. These are they which follow the Lamb whithersoever he goeth. These were redeemed from among men, being the first fruits unto God and the Lamb. Blessed and holy is he that part in the first resurrection. On such a second death hath no power. Jesus is the first begotten from the dead, and we are the first fruits to him, the church of the living God. And in their mouth was found no guile, for they are without fault before the throne of God, body, soul, and spirit, holy. They will be able to enter into the kingdom of heaven, Matthew 5, 6, and 7, and the constitution of the kingdom of heaven, the bylaws, they can enter in because they are holy. And I saw another angel. Watch this now. Fly in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach unto them that dwell on the earth, and to every nation, kindred, tongue, and people. Who's that? That's John in Revelation 10. You must again prophesy, John, before many nations, kindreds, tongues, and kings. In the spirit of Elijah, the restitution, restoration of all things, and then the Lamb Jesus will come. Because the heavens must receive Jesus until the times of the restitution of all things. Acts three twenty twenty one. Saying with a loud voice, Fear God, give glory to Him, for the hour of His judgment is come, and worship Him that made heaven, and earth, and the sea, and the fountains of waters. Watch it here, and there followed another angel saying, Babylon is fallen. It's fallen that great city because she made all nations, all nations drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. And the third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, If any man worships the beast in his image and receive his mark or in his forehead, the mark in the forehead or in his hand, watch it. The same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out without mixture in the cup of his indignation. He shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. And the smoke of their torment ascendeth up, present tense, forever and ever they have no rest day nor night, who worship the beast and his image, a false Christ, and whosoever receiveth the mark of his name. Verse 12 is so important. We're going to go Revelation 12. Revelation 14, 12, synonymous. Watch it. Here is the patience of the saints. Here are they that what? Keep the commandments of God. Remember that, keep the commandments of God. Who keeps the commandments of God? Those that love God keep his commandments. That's the love of God. That's charity, that they keep his commandments. Not just a hearer of the word, but a doer. And the faith of Jesus. What's the faith of Jesus? Look at Revelation twelve. It says it again. The dragon, Revelation twelve seventeen, and the dragon was wroth with the woman and went to make war with the remnant of her seed. Who's the remnant of her seed? The ones that are sealed, the virgins that were before, without fault before the throne of God, the ones that are sealed in Revelation seven. The hundred and forty four thousand have their father's name written in their forehead. The ones that's coming to RMD, Holy Ghost, perfection through the Holy Ghost, thousand perfected glory, and they keep the commandments of God, that's charity, that will cover a multitude of sins, the bond of perfectness, and have what? The faith. Oh, what? Here, have the testimony of Jesus Christ. Why the testimony of Jesus Christ? Take a look over there, Revelation 14 12 that have the faith of Jesus. They have the faith of God. What is that? The testimony of Jesus. What's the testimony of Jesus? The spirit of prophecy, knowing those things, having their what? Eyes in their forehead, before and behind. They know these things. They know the testimony of Jesus, the spirit of prophecy on these things are the words of the book of this prophecy. That's the faith that was once delivered to the saints which is the testimony of Jesus, Revelation 12, uh, verse 17, Revelation 14, verse 12, one and the same, friend. We either make that or we miss it. There we have the engraving of an engraver. Take a look in, in the, last, the last chapter of Haggai, the feast prophet, in the 7th and 21st day of the month, in that last, he says, uh, Then Zerubbabel, you are my signet. Well, wait a minute. God's using a signet, a signature ring, and he says, Zerubbabel, you are my signet. Why? Because the signet of God, the thing that he is using in the word of God, is now placed into Zerubbabel, and he said, you are my signet. You will be that light. You will be not only the signet, the signature ring, but you'll be the object that is literally, literally sealed one and the same you're one with God you're not God but you're one with him you're joined to the Lord you're one spirit oh look at the glory there friend it's now God's doing it now well if you have received this word if you know there's a new thing God is doing now it's a new wine put in the new wine skins you need to give us a call give me a call Give me a call. Write to me, Dennis Beard, Post Office Box 2906, Longview, Texas, zip code 75606. Don't put it off and don't procrastinate. We need to meet each other. God's doing it now. It's a new thing, the new wine, and we're being made new wine skins right now. Again, write to me, Dennis Beard, Post Office Box 2906. Longview, Texas, zip code 75606. Have questions or you want to drop me a message? Let me know where you're at, where we can meet, where we become, can become one in the Lord Jesus, knowing them that labor among us. Go to sailinggodspeople.org sailinggodspeople.com or dennisbeard.org. We want to thank you, those that are receiving the Word of God, and with your prayerful support and your financial contributions, your generous offerings, whereby we're able to keep the podcast going over there to you. We pray over everyone for 30, 60, fold blessings coming back to you that you'll be able to abound to every good work and God supplying the wants of the saints. Until the next time, this is Brother Dennis Spirit saying, Behold, the real Jesus.